Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 230. Today we are looking at the last part of the book of Daniel, as well as uh, one of the last chapters in the Gospel of John. And in both uh, situations, we see evidence of the need for hope and the source of hope. And that source of hope is in the resurrection of Jesus, which is the guarantee of the resurrection of those who belong to him. And so we'll see some of this in Daniel, actually, the need for hope as we see all these visions. And also we'll see uh, at the end of Daniel, this actual prediction of a time where the dead will rise. And we see a prediction of the resurrection to come at the end of time, which Jesus guarantees with his own resurrection. We'll read about in John chapter 20. So Daniel chapter 10. In the third year of King Cyrus of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, who was also called Belteshazzar. This message was true and concerned a great war. He understood the message and gained insight by the vision. In those days I, Daniel, was mourning for three whole weeks. I ate no choice food, no meat and or wine came to my lips, nor did I anoint myself with oil until the end of those three weeks. On the twenty-fourth day of the first month I was beside the great river, the Tigris. I looked up and saw a man clothed in linen. Around his waist was a belt made of gold from Uphas. His body resembled yellow jasper, and his face had an appearance like lightning. His eyes were like blazing torches. His arms and feet were gleamed of polished bronze. His voice thundered forth like the sound of a large crowd. Only I, Daniel, saw the vision. The men who were with me did not see it. On the contrary, they were overcome with fright and ran away to hide. I alone was left to see this great vision. My strength drained from me and my vigor disappeared. I was without energy. I listened to his voice and I did. And as, and as I did, I fell into a trance-like sleep with my face to the ground. Then his hand touched me and he set me on my hands and knees. Then he said to me, Daniel, you are of great value. Understand the words that I am about to speak to you. So stand up, for I have now been sent to you. When he had said this, I stood up shaking. Then he said to me, Don't be afraid, Daniel, for... From the very first day you applied your mind to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. I have come in response to your words. However, the prince of the kingdom of Persia was opposing me for 21 days. But Michael, one of the leading princes, came to help me because I was left there to deal with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to help you understand what will happen to your people in future days, for the vision pertains to days to come. While, I was, while he was saying this to me, I was flat on the ground and unable to speak. Then one who appeared to be in a, a human being was touching my lips. I opened my mouth and started to speak, saying to the one who was standing before me, Sir, due to the vision, anxiety has gripped me, and I have no strength. How, sir, am I able to speak with you? My strength is gone, and I am breathless. Then the one who appeared to be a human being touched me again and strengthened me. He said to me, Don't be afraid, you who are highly valued. Peace be to you. Be strong. Be really strong. When he spoke to me, I was strengthened. I said, Sir, you may speak now, for you have given me strength. He said, Do you know why I have come to you? Now I am about to return to engage in battle with the prince of Persia. When I go, the prince of Greece is coming. 
However, I will first tell you what is written in a dependable book. There is no one who strengthens me against these princes except Michael your prince. And in the first year of Darius the Mede, I stood to strengthen him and to provide protection for him. Now I will tell you the truth. Three more kings will arise for Persia, then a fourth king will be unusually rich, more so than all who preceded him. When he has amassed power through the riches, he will be stirred up again he will stir up everyone against the kingdom of Greece. Then a powerful king will arise, exercising great authority and doing as he pleases. Shortly after his rise to power, his kingdom will be broken up and distributed toward the four winds of the sky, but not to his posterity or with the authority he exercised, for his kingdom will be uprooted and distributed to others besides these. Then the king of the south and one of his subordinates will grow strong. His subordinate will resist him and will rule a kingdom greater than his. After some years have passed, they will form an alliance. Then the daughter of the king of the south will come to the king of the north to make an agreement, but she will not retain her power, nor will he continue in his strength. She, together with the one who brought her, her child and her benefactor, will all be delivered over at that time. There will also arise in his place one from her family line who will come against the army and will enter the stronghold of the king of the north and will move against them successfully. He will also take their gods into captivity to Egypt, along with their cast images and prized utensils of silver and gold. Then he will withdraw for some years from the king of the north. Then the king of the north will advance against the empire of the king of the south, but he will withdraw to his own land. His sons will wage war, mustering a large army that will advance like an ever-flowing river and carrying the battle all the way to the enemy's fortress. Then the king of the south will be engaged or enraged and will march out to fight against the king of the north, who will also muster a large army, but that army will be delivered into his hand. When the army is taken away, the king of the south will become arrogant. He will be responsible for the death of thousands and thousands of people, but he will not continue to prevail. For the king of the north will again muster an army, one larger than before, and at the end of some years he will advance with a huge army and enormous supplies. And those times many will oppose the king of the south. Those who are violent among your own people will rise up in confirmation of the vision, but they will, they will falter. Then the king of the north will advance and will build siege mounds and capture a well-fortified city. The forces of the south will not prevail, not even the, his finest contingents. They will have no strength to prevail. The one advancing against him will do as he pleases and no one will be able to stand before him. He will prevail in the beautiful land and its annihilation will be within his power. His intention will be to come with the strength of his entire kingdom and he will form alliances. He will give the king of the south a daughter in marriage in order to destroy the kingdom, but it will turn out to be, it will not turn out to his own advantage. Then he will turn his attention to the coastal regions and will capture many of them. But a commander will bring his shameful conduct to a halt. In addition, he will make him pay for his shameful conduct. He will then turn his attention to the fortresses of his own land, but he will stumble and fall, not to be found again. There will arise after him one who will send out an exactor of tribute to enhance the splendor of his kingdom. But after a few days he will be destroyed, though not in anger or battle. Then there will arise in his place a despicable person to whom the royal honor has not been rightfully conferred. He will come on the scene in a time of prosperity and will seize the kingdom through deceit. Armies will be suddenly swept away in defeat before him. Both they and a covenant leader will be destroyed. After entering into an alliance with him, he will behave treacherously. He will ascend to power only with a small force. In a time of prosperity for the most productive areas of the province, he will come and accomplish what neither his fathers nor their fathers accomplished. He will distribute loot, spoils, and property to his followers, and he will devise plans against fortified cities, but not for long. 
he will arouse he will rouse his strength and enthusiasm against the king of the south with a large army the king of the south will wage war with a large and powerful very powerful army but he will not be able to prevail because the plans devised against him those who share the king's fine food will attempt to destroy him and his army will be swept away many will be killed in battle these two kings with their minds filled with evil intentions will trade lies with one another at the same table but it will not succeed for there is an, still an end at the appointed time then the king of the north will return to his own land with much property his mind will be set against the holy covenant he will take action and then return to his own land at an appointed time he will invade again, again invade the south but this latter visit will not turn out the way the former one did the ships of katim will come against him leaving him disheartened he will turn back and direct his indignation against the holy covenant he will return and honor those who forsake the holy covenant his forces will rise up and profane the fortified sanctuary stopping the daily sacrifice in its place they will set up the abomination that causes desolation then with smooth words he will defile those who have rejected the covenant but the people who are loyal to their god will act valiantly these who are wise among the people will teach the masses however they will fall by the sword and by the flame and they will be imprisoned and plundered for some time when they stumble they will be granted some help but many will unite with them deceitfully even some of the wise will stumble resulting in their refinement purification and cleansing until the time of the end for it is still for the appointed time then the king will do as he pleases he will exalt and magnify himself above every deity and he will utter presumptuous things against the god of gods he will succeed until the time of wrath is completed for what has been decreed must occur he will not respect the gods of his fathers not even the god loved by women he will not respect any god he will elevate himself above them all what he will honor is a god of fortresses a god that his fathers did not acknowledge but he will honor with gold silver valuable stones and treasure to commodities he will attack mighty fortresses aided by a foreign deity to those who recognize him he will grant considerable honor he will place them in authority over many people and he will parcel out land for a price at the time of the end of the king at the time of the end the king of the south will attack him then the king of the north will storm against him with chariots horsemen a large armada of ships he will invade lands passing through them like overflowing river then he will enter the beautiful land many will fall but these will escape edom moab and the ammonite leadership he will extend his power against other lands the land of egypt will not escape he will get control over the hidden stores of gold and silver as well as the treasures of egypt libyans and ethiopians will submit to him but reports will trouble him from the east and north and he will set out in a tremendous rage to destroy and wipe out many he will pitch his royal tents between the seas toward the beautiful holy mountain he will come to his end with no one to help him at that time michael the great prince who watches over your people will arise there will be a time of distress unlike any other from the nation's beginning up to that time but at that time your own people all those whose names are found written in a book will escape many of those who sleep in the dust dusty ground will awake some to everlasting life and others to shame and everlasting abhorrence but the wise will shine like the brightness of the heavenly expanse and those bringing many to righteousness will be like stars forever and ever but you daniel close up these words and seal the book until the time of the end many will dash out and knowledge will increase i daniel watched as two others stood there one on each side of the river one said to the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river when will the end of these wondrous events occur then i heard the man clothed in linen 
who was over the waters of the river, as he raised both his right and left hands to the sky and made an oath by the one who lives forever, saying, It is for a time, times, and half a time. Then, when the power of the one who shatters the holy people has been exhausted, all these things will be finished. I heard, but I did not understand. So I said, Sir, what will happen after these things? He said, Go, Daniel, for these matters are closed and sealed until the time of the end. Many will be purified, made clean and refined, but the wicked will go on being wicked. None of the wicked will understand, though the wise will understand. From the time that the daily sacrifice is removed and the abomination that causes desolation is set in place, there are 1,290 days. Blessed is the one who waits and attains to the 1,335 days. But you, you shall go on your way until the end. You will rest, and then the end of your days, at the end of your days, you will arise to receive what you have been allotted. That ends the book of Daniel, all kinds of prophecies about the end of history, the end of time, and showing us our great need uh, for hope in the midst of all the devastation and the wars and everything else, which I think throughout history you can see over and over again. And where do you find hope in the midst of all the war and the, and the things that are happening in this world? Well, we see this in John chapter 20, the story of what happens after the third day after Jesus has been crucified. And so we pick it up in John chapter 20. Now, on the, now very early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been moved away from the entrance. So she went running to Simon Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, They have taken my Lord from the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out to go to the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down and saw the strips of linen cloth lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who had been following him, arrived and went right into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen cloth lying there, and the face cloth, which had been around Jesus' head, not lying with the strips of linen cloth, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, came in, and he saw, and he believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture that Jesus must rise from the dead. So the disciples went back to their homes. But Mary stood outside the tomb, weeping. As she wept, she bent down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white, sitting where Jesus' body had been lying, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Mary replied, They have taken my Lord away, and I don't know where they have put him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? What are you, who are you looking for? Because she thought he was the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him, and I will take him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus replied, Do not touch me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. Go to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and informed the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them what Jesus had said to her. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the disciples had gathered together and locked the doors of the place because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. 
Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. Just as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And after he said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you retain anyone's sins, they are retained. Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other, other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he replied, Unless I see the wounds from the nails in his hands and put my finger into the wounds from the nails and put my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, the disciples were again together in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and examine my hands. Extend your hand and put it in my side. Do not continue in your unbelief, but believe. Thomas replied to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are the people who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus performed many miraculous signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are recorded so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. What a wonderful good news chapter this is from John chapter 20. The reason we can have hope in the midst of all the suffering and all the wars of this world is because Jesus rose from the grave. That there really is victory over death. There really is victory for those who trust and believe in Jesus. That they too, with him, will rise from the grave. That death is no longer an enemy that takes us. And there is no hope. But in Jesus, there is true hope because he has conquered and defeated death. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, HTTP, netbible.com, copyright 1996, 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You are-